Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That is, uh, we're going to wait for everybody to file in here before we get moving in earnest. You're right. I didn't even see you as a listener. Cool. It's doing the thing it did last year. We're doing so well. We're having so much fun. We are over... 1,500 listeners. 1,492. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Scott Frost Hello, everyone. Smallpox blanket. And soon we'll be gaining one once Ryan is able to join. Once Ryan's able to hop on here. It says I'm in it, but it won't let me request a speaking role. So <laughs> This is the shit it pulled last season. We made it all the way to week two. I've been fired. <laughs> well, we're, we're waiting to get Ryan on here. Because, of course, we can hear him and he sounds wonderful. Go on without me! The funniest part is, right before the call, we actually did the most orchestrated shit we've done in months. We were like, okay, you say this and then you say that. And, like, that was the entire plan for the show. But the plan relied on Ryan. (laughs) Ryan had a role to play in that plan. Hmm. That's what we get for planning two sentences. Once again, I would like to point out that this is Twitter fucking up and not us no not us for once it's not our fault it just won't let us invite ryan we can't see ryan he's invisible it also won't let me leave oh, that's <laughs> okay listen if you're out there i promise once you hear the full version of this in podcast it's gonna be really funny because we can hear ryan right now but you can't ah, he's talking shit yeah. about all of you this is yeah y'all just, just yeah he's saying the meanest and funniest things god you could only hear it i'm gonna scream. ryan I'm going to scream. Well, go ahead and scream. They can't hear you. That's true. Hold on. Right. Are you sure you're in Twitter? Are you looking at LinkedIn? Oh, you know what? I am looking at LinkedIn. Sorry. Yeah, that did it. Are you You on Facebook again, Ryan? You know, I just love that grind. Love that grind. Hashtag grind. Hashtag grind set. I'm going to restart my entire fucking phone. I love you, buddy. Ryan Green Bubbles Nanny's causing the problem again. The guy who breaks the group chat with his little green bubbles. Right. Oh, man. Did you hear what Tim Cook said to that dude? First of all, that dude works works at Vox Media, and I know him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's hilarious that Tim Cook said, "Hey, you poor We're bastard." We're having a conversation with Ryan here. that none of you can hear. Buy your mom a phone. Buy your mom an iPhone. <laughs> when the real baller move would have been like, "Here, take my old one. I don't even fucking want it anymore." Wow. Oh, you you're gonna hear that one, the 4S, the one that's good. Hold on. I know, and you may not be able to hear Ryan, but here's what you're go- here's what you're about to hear. All right. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, is that a, is that a cold one? Is that a cold oh, one? Is that a Coors <laughs> Light? This is, y'all, this is a cold one. Are, Are guys being dudes these? right now? Oh. Ah. Sounds great. Don't I make a delightfully seductive sound <laughs> when I'm drinking a cold one? We are uh, over 2,000 without, <laughs> without Ryan. We're over without starting the right show. I think Ryan. this proves that I'm not necessary. No, it, it, Nonsense, right buddy. Now, not bullshit. Yeah, I will. Ryan is currently starting his uh, his leper of a phone. His absolute. 
Green bubble. Fine. Green bubble nanny. Green bubble weirdo. It appears to be. I've sent the request. Oh, we got Ryan in the chat. Look at that. Ryan in the chat. Motherfucker. Look at at Eddie Murphy's beautiful face. Oh, wow. Hey, you want to do a show? All right, time to fire it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to fire it up. (laughs) Guys, let's let's maybe not say the F word. Um, Arizona and Mississippi State are playing. Hi, Big Sky, by the way. One of our most loyal Thank listeners. Thank you to whoever from the conference up. listens in on the official Love conference it. account every week. Two most loyal listeners, Alex McDaniel and the Big Sky Conference. We are now also joined by the Southland Conference. Oh, oh shit. We're, we're, collecting, we're collecting all of FCS. Well, right. Hello. All right. Start um, the show. Yeah, by, by the way, we're also joined by, we're also joined by uh, somebody re- referred to only as the Beast. <laughs> Love it, man. It's great. Beast wants you to start the show. Forecast after dark for men. Welcome! Forecast after dark. Low Wait, energy howl. What does a raccoon say? <laughs> That's pretty good. They kind of chitter. Sure. They chitter. They chitter as they feed. I think a raccoon says like, "Hey, are you going to use all that trash?" Yeah, because I love trash. Mm. And what if more. I say yes? Just let me hold some trash. Too too bad. <laughs> Just too let me. Bad. <laughs> Just speaking of trash, Spencer. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> What's up? Smooth. All right. Everybody's been asking for, I don't know, six-ish hours now, maybe yeah. a little longer. God. Blood week, not a blood week. Let's you and I try to hash it out a little bit here. What's a blood week, first of all? Define this for us, counselor. What is a blood week? So we have a more formal definition somewhere, but fuck if I remember what it is. Uh, briefly speaking, a blood week is a week where... The rankings just go whoops, and you've got a bunch of upsets. There are like actual upset upsets, not, oh my god, number 19 beat number 17. Can you believe it? You need like a certain number of, I don't know, let's say top 10 teams to lose. You want a sprinkling all the way down. You definitely don't want all your losses clustered in like, you know, the, let's say, traditionally uh Tennessee portion of the top twenty five. <clears throat> hey, Tennessee's undefeated and we'll get to them. I was gonna say Tennessee won today. We're gonna talk about it. Don't look um, at them. Um so given everything that transpired today and we can we can we can go through the case if that would be helpful, but what does your gut tell you right now? Blood week, not a blood week. If I'm going strictly on a vibes-based decision here, and I would, because anytime you lay out criteria for me, I lose them very, very quickly. Either the paperwork disappears, or I just forget what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. So based strictly on vibes, and on the number of teams I saw take absolute headers off the Hoover Dam today, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, blood leak. I've seen enough. I watched a bunch of teams that were ranked absolutely shit their collective feds. Yes. Blood week. I pronounce it a blood week. What about you, Ryan? What what, what say you? Uh, in in the spirit of needless debate and legalism, 
Uh, I'll take the negative case. So I'll say this. If Texas had beaten Alabama, no question. No question. You're right. It's a blood week. But looking down the rest of the schedule, at least as it's played out so far, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, all went easily. A&M did not. We will get to that game. That's weird. Notre Dame did not. So we've got, if, if I'm looking at it here, I've got six and eight losing to unranked group of five opponents. I've got number 12, Florida, losing at home to Kentucky, which does count for these purposes, but mm, Kentucky's number 20. Kind of, and also, it's also kind of normal. Something that's kind of happened it a is bit now. recently. It is now. It, it, we live in the world where Kentucky beating Florida is normal. Yeah. It's cool. It, it's cool. cool, and I love it. Um, no, I've, I've put this shirt on, and it smells a little, but I can still wear it to the store. Yeah. Then, I've, then you've got number 17, Pittsburgh, losing to Tennessee in overtime. Mm-hmm. Which was I, uh, I I think Tennessee was favored in that game, so it's sort of like does that even count? Uh, and then the other two that qualify for this are number nineteen Wisconsin loses seventeen fourteen to Wazoo. I do want to talk about that game later because that's some of the stupidest sequences you'll ever see in football. And number twenty five Houston losing to Texas Tech. Te- Texas Tech was also favored. That game went to double overtime. So I will say I think it's close, but no cigar. But it really doesn't matter because I'm not in charge of Blood Week. And you're not in charge of Blood Week. Nope. Nope. I think it's time, by the way, to summon the key master to announce the name of he who definitely shall be named. The portal master himself. The one who can unlock the secrets of a Blood Week. Jason Kirk, holder of the title. Enter the discussion please and i looked and behold a white horse he who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer he was the kansas jayhawks winning in morgantown by two touchdowns in overtime what the fuck he was also georgia southern winning at nebraska when he opened the second seal i heard the second living creature saying come and see another horse fiery red went out And it was given to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth. And there was given to him a great sword so that four FBS teams would lose to FCS teams on a single Saturday. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked and behold a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, Wisconsin lost to Washington State. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked and behold, a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to the Kentucky Wildcats over the four, over a fourth of the earth with sword, with hunger, and by the beasts of the earth to defeat the Florida Gators. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge Notre Dame for losing to Marshall? I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth. And Appalachian State beat Texas A&M, and the moon became like blood. I am pressing the tweet right now from Is This Blood Week on Twitter. Yes, this was a blood week. We had entering the season. All right, everyone agreed. We had three title favorites, but we have six teams with basically realistic chances. Notre Dame and Texas A&M were in that discussion. They both lost teams that were in FCS within the last decade or two. 
A&M entered on the hottest recruiting streak in the country. Number one class. <laughs> like, this is the team. that This is, like, the only hope outside of Georgia to topple Bama in the SEC. They lost to App fucking State. I will argue that the App State result is more proof that it's a blood week than the Marshall result because it was weirder. Like, Marshall beat Notre Dame, A, in part because they ran all the fuck over them and their offensive line was successfully getting a lot of push on Notre Dame throughout the day, but also because, like... Notre Dame <clears throat> continues to have, like, a real quarterback issue. And the issue is that the quarterback looks at whoever he's going to throw the ball to, and Marshall says, oh, it's going to him. I'll count to three, and then I'll go take the ball from him. No, Notre Dame had numerous chances to get back into this game late, and they pushed away the life raft at every point. Yeah. They, they really did. And, you know, I said that they had basically, like, put the nail in their own coffin. Yeah, sealed them up. They were putting super glue on the inside of that coffin like, nope, don't get me out of here. Nice in here. And like Marshall had a pick six that effectively sealed the game. But before that, they had like long, long, long scoring drives of like 70 plus 80 plus yards where it's like these are not these are not sort of like fluky, weird, confusing things where it's like, wow, did you see the like gadgety eight yard run that Marshall <laughs> ran on Notre Dame? App State, on the other hand, Texas A&M only ran 38 plays in this game. <laughs> I one time went on like a 10-minute rant about UConn playing the worst offensive game I've ever seen. And in that game, I believe they ran 35 plays. A&M, far better situated, and with a coach that they are paying and have to pay a total of $95 million. Yeah. 38 plays. Here, here's the weirder number to me. So App ran significantly more than 38 plays. Texas A&M had one sack and four tackles for loss on defense. App, despite only being on the field for 38 plays of Aggie offense, had two sacks and six tackles for loss. Appalachian State had an eight-minute drive, a six-minute drive, another six-minute drive, a nine-minute drive, and these weren't even necessarily that productive. Two of those drives ended in a missed field goal and a turnover on downs. The nine... the the nine-minute drive ended in a field goal. They they held the ball for forty fucking minutes, and they went for they went for it on fourth down a bunch of times. That technically they went three of five. The last fourth down was really just the last play of the game, so they really went three of four. But all of the fourth downs were fourth and one. Mm-hmm. They averaged six yards to gain on third down. There was no like like they just refused to let a And M participate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By um, by my quick not. math, uh, Jimbo was paid sixteen thousand dollars per snap by A and M's <laughs> offense. Today. Like this, this, this is the one that is like just baffling because, like, if you said, "Oh, if Marshall can like establish the run and win the turnover battle," it'd be like, "Yeah, that'll happen." And if you said, "Well, for App to win." A&M has to not play one side of the ball entirely. I'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. How? Oh, this is how it happened. Cool. You were wondering, maybe Appalachian State is, is, a, is a sleeping giant defensively. Uh, last week, they let North Carolina <laughs> put, five, put 567 yards and 63 points on them. By comparison, this week, that same defense held A&M to nine goddamn first downs. Yes. 
Well, to be fair, they got a lot of practice on defense last week, Spencer. To be fair to Jimbo. That's true. But they didn't get over the Mendoza line when it came to yardage. 186 total yards. That's it. And and, uh, kickoff return touchdown, I believe, as well. Yeah, and a kickoff return touchdown. Otherwise... You're looking at 17-7. Which, honestly, I'm sure the defense was like, oh, cool, a kickoff return touchdown. Fucking great. I guess we'll get back out there for another eight minutes. Thanks a fucking lot. You couldn't just wave? You know, they'll give it to you at the 25. You couldn't just do that? All right, cool. Hey, speaking where's Holly, by the way? Has anybody seen her? I heard her for a second. Uh, Holly, is she around? Hey, hey. All right, I'll put it to the room. Does anybody know how to get a hold of Greg Abbott? I don't have the number. Not, not in like a. I, I mean, I, the governor I, of Texas. No. Yeah. No. Do we know? Okay. Do we know if there's like? I know that he's encouraging, uh, Texans to report their neighbors. Not just report, sue to health. Right to health and human services for seeking life-saving medical care. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make sure he knows there's at least two abortions today that I'm pretty sure he missed. You can sue. There's you a big one. Yeah. There's there's one in Austin that lasted like four hours. There's another one in College Station. I can give him televised footage. Anyway, you want to talk about somebody who needs to worry less about DNC and more about defense and catching? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good evening, That's Greg. Correct. Uh, I can't find the actual hotline. I was going to try and find if there was an actual hotline and we were going to call it on the show, but I can't I can't find like an after hours number for Texas Health and Human Services. Coach Abbott, we got to do we we got to keep our offense out there on the field, coach. I will say for all of the uh, for all of the problems Texas has had with the power grid, we came very close to being able to store like a year's worth of nuclear energy off of Texas fans bragging about beating Bama while while A&M lost to App State. That would have solved all the energy problems. So absolutely close. But, you know, you can't you can't keep the defense off the field with a power run game if you ain't got no power, Ryan. So it ain't happening. Yeah, wow. the Saudis taught us that. God. At Texas A&M. Yeah, Texas, Texas, Texas A&M satellite campus in, uh, I believe, Dubai? This isn't a joke. They have one. It's uh, it's somewhere in space. In space, that's right. <laughs> at least, at least they got something out in space. <laughs> Maybe we need to send Jimbo there. That might that might improve the offense a little bit. Here's the fucked up thing: the state of Kansas had a had a fucking bang ass <laughs> day in football. It was- well, I mean, Kansas having a better Saturday than Texas. We were kind of used to that by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. Dude, guess how so. good a day? How good a day was it for Kansas though? Because who did Kansas State beat? Kansas State absolutely hammered Mizzou. Mizzou. Yes. And they did it with Taylor Martinez, just letting Taylor Martinez being good at the things he's good at and not, I don't know, whatever Nebraska does all of the time. Yeah. So further enhancing Kansas's day, like their, their greatest historical bully just lost to Georgia Southern. What a good... Big 12 day, like historical Big 12 day. This is Godfrey in here because this is this feels like his dark Brandon moment, and I just want to make sure we capture it. You add to this Texas Tech tweeting a crumpled Red Bull can at the Houston at the Houston Cougars. Listen, when Dana when Dana wakes up in like three hours, he's gonna be really mad. He's gonna be mad because he's gonna look at that can and be like, "There's still meat on that bone." You (laughs) You throw that away. Show some respect to our fallen soldiers. 
Hey, if you, drive, if you drive to Illinois, they'll give you 15 cents for that can. I use every part of the buffalo. Let me tell you, brother. <laughs> I I chew on it to brush my teeth. And meanwhile, the the thundering herd buffalo used every part of Notre Dame. So it's a circle of life. It's perfect. <laughs> I have a word of advice to every Alabama player on the roster who suspects that they Does it might involve not... a giant UPS box? Yeah, take that Does it giant involve UPS. putting yourself on on Sark's doorstep in a basket with a bonnet? Here's what you do. Goo goo. You, you, you just get a little double-sided tape. You put it on the appropriate flaps on that box. You address it to a school that might be interested in you. Maybe somebody else offered you and you were like, nah, I'm going to Bama. Do you like, know how oh, never cool. I would get into a closed mode of transportation with Nick Saban after I'd been even near that many penalties being committed, regardless of whether or not I was responsible for them in any way? Don't go home. Yeah, You can't, you can't go home. Hit the bricks. Mm-hmm. Leave. You don't want that practice. You need to quit. I mean, I mean, keep playing football, but go do it somewhere else. Nothing good is going to happen to you for a minute. Get some, get the packing materials of your choice. For instance, if you want a bunch of bubble wrap and you just want to like bubble wrap yourself into a box and then sit there and pop them to keep yourself amused while you're shipped from one destination to the other so as not to be spotted by Alabama spies, go right ahead because you have 15, 15 penalties for 100 yards in a game against Texas that you won by one point. You don't want to be there for that practice. You don't want to be there for the next one. The next week is going to be a living hell that you can excuse yourself for. Take a vacation from purgatory. Transfer. Get out of there. Hell, go to northern Alabama. It's lovely up there. You know You know the worst part about all those penalties? I have a – this is probably a very Florida theory that, like, not all penalties are bad penalties. Sometimes it's just like <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were just I'm throwing footballing. up the U right now. Yeah, it is, it, is very, it is very my advantage. Like, you were footballing too hard or too excitedly. Or you had a ref who just, like, decided, nope, this is the day where I'm calling a lot of defensive pass interference, whatever. Like, I kind of put those to one side. But the problem for Bama is that they had five false starts – and three offsides penalties in this game. And that's not footballing too hard. That's just footballing wrong. Yeah. Nick hates it when you football wrong. That's footballing when you are least supposed to be footballing. That's the kind of footballing you do when you're distracted by going on the road outside of the conference, which I would remind everybody is something that Bama hasn't done in a real long time. But we root for Florida, so we can't talk shit about this. And as long as we acknowledge the same, it's a long way. I like sleeping in my own bed, and I'm scared of pooping anywhere else. So that's really what you tell people when you L- don't say. Luckily, space, luckily, we're recording this. The space has ended. <laughs> yeah, hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Right. Are you? Oh God! Just keep, just keep rolling and see if we can bum, fire it up. Bum, if not, we two, we two, part two, the the sequel. Before that happened, we were like 500 people above our previous high. Famed Texan Elon Musk shutting down our Twitter oh, space. Oh, ERCOT came for us, folks. <laughs> I'm the first two. one in the space. <laughs> oh, now <laughs> Ryan has established dominance. <laughs> now, I will not let anyone in. Do you remember, you when, we were trying, to do you remember when we were trying to figure out what was going wrong and the Twitter engineer's uh, suggestion was to make sure that we hit the button first? Yeah. Before Hi, everybody, everybody else. Things are hey. so sweet over here. <laughs> That that, so that wasn't there. that wasn't our fault. Uh, it, that Twitter, it no one Twitter no one pushed any thing. buttons. 
No one pushed any buttons. How could it be our fault if no one pushed any buttons? Maybe we were supposed to push buttons. NASA's <laughs> <our number laughs> press, press X to continue. <laughs> uh, we're back over a thousand. Oh man, Twitter Spaces. You need more quick time events. That's yeah. Crazy. Oh yeah. Pr- press B B B B B B. We were probably talking about how you should absolutely put yourself in a box and mail yourself to another program rather than go to Alabama practice this week. I think that's what we were sort of around. I just don't want to. I don't want to make eye contact with Nick at this time. Did you see? The, I, there's a photo of him smiling in the press conference after this. Game. Of course there is. He gets to talk about rat poison now. What's the opposite of rat poison? Because now it's going to be all like, oh, it's, it's time cat to write food. my <laughs> cat food. He's tuna. Just give him a little. Cat I think tuna. the opposite of rat poison is a rat. Oh hmm. shit! <gasps> Mickey Mouse. The media. Who does Bama have? Ne- who does Bama have next? Let's see. <laughs> Bama schedule. Well, I'm not the one that made us that said we were number one. That was you. That was you people. Oh, wow. I love that song. An old friend comes to town next for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Louisiana Monroe. Oh God! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me say. So much to. So much to avenge. Godfrey. Louisiana Monroe. Monroe. Yeah, Monroe. Monroe. And yeah, the yeah ULM's not good. So ULM. It ain't worth it. Somebody has to suffer for our sins. ULM might as well be you. The athletic department can probably make it through another few months without this check. ULM, you don't need it. They probably yeah. can't, actually. A few months, I said. <laughs> I don't know if that's I mean, true. You see, have you seen the heads? The heads that the, the Sun Belt took today. Overall, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Just uh, take out take out a loan from App State. They and, got money. And what's uh, yeah. our 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 other producer, Michael Serber, te- texted us right before we went on air. Sunbelt schools were paid four point one million dollars to beat Power Five. <laughs> that's more money than Jimbo made today. Can I talk about one more stat that I just love from this Bama Texas game? Mm-hmm. Oh sure. Can anyone give me a non stupid way to get to nineteen points? No. No, it's all dumb. 19, if you get 19, to a, joins, 19 joins five and... Mm, would you take two touchdowns with two-point conversions and a field goal? That's stupid. No, that's stupid. I mean, that's two, not two stupid. Point, that's not two two-point two conversions? That's not stupid for you, but somebody... I mean, sorry, stupid in the context of the game. Okay, somebody pretend I'm Lane Keffen, who's, if who's never two, two viewed point as conversions, stupid. Like, yeah. like, this is... You've allowed two two-point conversions. Something in this game is sideways. Pretend I'm Lane right. Kiffin showing off for my friends mm-hmm. against an FCS team. I mean, it's cool, what's, but what's it's not stupid. A major, not a Sunbelt team. I, I, guess I, it, I guess it's cool and stupid in Lane yeah. Kiffin's case. Most it's cool things are stupid. Grad yeah. school is like 16th grade. <laughs> is that Godfrey again talking? Yeah, that's that's really nice. That's really nice. Hey, I've got a redwood hot tub at my place. I know it's Oxford, Mississippi, and it's 90 degrees and 70% humidity. But, you know, it's really nice. You should come over. It's also just like Texas almost did this having to play their third string quarterback for points for, for like a decent stretch of this game. Yeah. And with yeah. The, with because the, the starter out and the backup playing fucking hurt. Yeah. Like w- within minutes, this game turned into, Oh man, I remember yes. the 2009 title game when this exact same thing happened. And well, guess what happened in that game? <laughs> they, they almost pulled it off despite losing the starter. That's the yeah. part that repeated. That That's the part that, Amazing. Also, there was a hard like Quinn Ewers getting hurt. It happened on the kind of hit that I absolutely hate, but think is just like 
unavoidable if you're playing a collision-based game. And that's where he got hit, right? He'd already let the ball go. The guy finishes the hit. And when he does, he lands on the guy, yes. right? And when you land on the dude, like, sometimes it's accidental, sometimes it's not. It's so impossible to tell because you have people running as fast as they possibly can towards each other and then asking to pull up and a hit at the last second, right? I don't I don't know what the def- – I said this, like, a bunch of times today. I don't know what the defender is supposed to do. For instance, in a game that Kentucky won completely fairly because they beat Florida's dumbass, all right, up and down the field in the second half. But there was a call – for roughing the passer on Will Levis, we're like, I really don't know what the defender was supposed to do. He wrapped up, he hit low, he avoided. Guys, he's talking about Florida again. Okay. Hey, you told I'm me he wasn't going to hey, do that. It's time for me to bring up my favorite stat about, you know how I know Texas Bama was a good game? Because 20 minutes apart, precisely 20 minutes apart, we got the following reader assessments. Uh, first from uh, I am Boyleg. I'm convinced this is the worst possible outcome. Alabama wins. We have to listen to Texas, think they belong, and complain that they got screwed. 20 minutes later from RE Golf, Bama looked awful and Texas got their hearts broken. Best possible outcome as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, Play I mean, that choo-choo song. Just be positive. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Take it. Kansas is 2-0. and Take it. All right. I think that the most beautiful games are the ones where you can see whatever you want in them. Uh-huh. Bama and, and Texas is a perfect crystalline sphere. Ranking, rankings are in the heart. If you want me to rank, if you want to go ahead and say, hey, you, you were 12 and you lost to a 19, that means that you should at least get 12. Screw that. Pick one of those nice spots. Take a four. If you want a three, maybe take a two or a one. It's all in your heart. It's week two. You put your team wherever you want to put it. Who put Duke Northwestern on this Google document? Me. Not it. Me. Why did you do that? Because I heard somebody besides me say Duke football on television while I was flipping channels, and it was as close to an out-of-body experience as I believe I've ever had. Also, Duke now has a transitive win over Nebraska, but somehow now that feels like an insult to Duke. I think that's interesting. That's all. That's all right. Let me just remind you, who was... Texas A&M's defensive coordinator that kept them in a lot of games over the last two years and did a fantastic job and then got a job at a a school and left A&M to their own devices where they hired DJ Durkin, who allowed Appalachian State to, I don't know, play most of the game. That's among the least offensive things DJ Durkin has allowed on his watch. True, true. Everyone made it out of this game. So good job, DJ. Mike Elko is the answer, by the way. Mike Elko, the current head coach at Duke. Hmm. Duke football? Oh, yes, Duke yeah. football. Did they show Gary Patterson at any point during yes, the they Texas did. game? I didn't, did not I didn't appear. catch that. It was hard to tell because he had a white polo on, and mm-hmm. so you couldn't immediately clock his moisture levels. Okay, I didn't see him, and I was really hoping that that was because they couldn't show him because he was in that, like, oil pool that the Baron <laughs> is in in Dune, that that's yeah. what he's calling the defense from. Except it's week. orange. <laughs> But it's also yeah. oil. But it's still oil. Tang must flow. Orange oil. I mean the drink. <laughs> I think, I think it, yeah, nice. I think they can show that during Big Nude Saturday, which also mm-hmm. I think is the reason Bama struggled. They have never competed in a Big Nude Saturday before. They, they've never been exposed to the orange oil, which, by the way, is taco juice, right? Like it's the juice that comes out of a taco. Yeah. You, put it, you funnel it into a giant reservoir and you put Gary Patterson in it. I, I, that feels listen. racist, and I can't figure out why. I regret saying this immediately. Of course, so does Gary. 
but my brain cannot imagine Nick Saban taking his clothes off. Like he's the oh, kind man. of person that I think he goes home. Like he's a doll. Like... like he's a doll where the clothes are molded plastic onto <laughs> yes. him. They're not yes. fabric. Yes, he just like I could buy that. Oh, time to time to get in the shower and my clothes. Time now, is the showering in. shirt also a polo underneath whatever sh- polo he is putting on for the day? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So he you, has he has sort some of sort of a, some yeah. sort of a grafted skin polo. Mm-hmm. He molds. So you know, he molds polos. You know, you know he has that button on his desk to close the door so he doesn't have to get up and do it, right? There's, there's only one other person I I remember hearing about having this, and it's not the same story at all, but please go ahead. All right, so he has that. Yeah. This leads me to believe all of his clothes are secretly tear-off. I mean, they're just Velcro, they're right here, so he could just get straight in the shower and just... Yeah, Let but not for I was gonna say, but not for entertainment, right? For efficiency. There's yeah. no, no, there's no funny or cool. No, there's no way he worked with Lane Kiffin, and Lane Kiffin never tore his clothes off if they were tore, tear away, just as like a prank during a game. That's why. That's Correct. why he got. That's actually why they made him leave after the that one game in the Georgia Dome. I wonder yeah. if the um one of the 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 sideline shots of Saban B rating Kiffin was because Kiffin tried it. Saban anticipated it and wore decoy tearaways that day. Oh, and I knew, I knew you like, would fall for it. Where they you little just look piece like snaps, but it's all sewn together. Yeah, Fuck. it's don't like a band like a uniform. What are all these buttons for? They don't do anything. <laughs> Everyone saw you doing that when you should have been calling the offense. You idiot. Everyone saw you try to get me naked. Is this marabou? When you, sh- when you should have been calling a naked bootleg. <laughs> God, I can't do that. <laughs> Hey, speaking of defensive coordinators, Gene Chizik, for the second week in a row, <laughs> we beseech you, man. Got some words of chisdom for you, brother. Okay, I will say that at the at the time at which I began worrying about Gene Chizik today, I was also worried that they have Notre Dame next week. I'm no longer quite as worried. That's a get-right game. I'm, I'm worried, but... <sighs> I'm worried, but now I'm kind of worried for everybody. At, like... It, like watching your child leave home with an underage driver. You know what's fucked up? People are there are going to be some voters who look at the App State A and M result and they're like, "Well, UNC beat that team, so we got to rank them. They're three and zero, so we got to rank." Oh my god, be good. Gene, go home, <laughs> Gene. Go home. You have a family that loves you. I presume. Go home. You don't have to live like this. You so can when go back, you can go back on TV. It's where not are, too late. You were great on TV. There are no touchdowns you're, on TV. There are no really long third down conversions on TV. Yeah, you're one, of the, you're one of you're one of the few people I know. Documentedly, has money. I've seen the number. Also, you lived in Auburn. The number that you got for coaching Auburn, and the number that you have to spend to live in Auburn. Brother, you're good for like 500 years. Gene Chizik, do you want a local Emmy? Because we'll get you a local Emmy, my dude. Yeah. We'll campaign for that. UNC is going to be like 8-0, and oh, and Mac Brown's gonna, Matt Brown's going to be like, I, I, I can't do this shit anymore. I'm going to – it's time for it's time for, it's time for me to get I'm, – I'm going back to television. Like he just materializes in the booth on a Friday night at 1130. Like I, I, I've been here. What the hell are you talking about? I've been in this booth right beside you this whole time. And Gene Chizik looks up to realize he is now the interim head coach of UNC. Oh, fuck. Oh, right? God, what a nightmare. <laughs> He's the one in tra- – and like this t- – and the playoff committee's like, they're 13-0. and 0. What are we supposed to do? The national title contending head coach. Yeah. Oh, God, buddy, go home. 
It yeah, doesn't Matt, have to be this way. He's got the pedigree. Mm-hmm. He's he's won before. Uh, I, I mean, you know, that's all. Te- that's all technically true. He did win. Do you want to fuck up his Emmy chances? Rockabye, bitch. <laughs> Mac, Mac. By the way, Mac. Mac, Mac is. Uh, Mac looks stressed. Mac looks like this season is, is putting it on him. Mac looks like and his a- skin is tight. Yeah, yeah. He looks like uh, he looks like he's been in the freezer a little too long. If a person can look freezer burnt without ever being in the freezer, that's how he looks. You don't know what he does. He has chapped ass of the face. And it's old. The whole thing. North Carolina football is chapped his ass. Maybe he just snowboards a bunch. Chap- that Chapel Hill, it's right there. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Brown. I'm about to go grease this half pipe. Mac Brown, can I get you to say shred the gnar real quick? Henry Kissinger and I won a tandem X Games medal in 1994. (laughs) Nobody talks about that anymore. Um, I am shredding the gnar. Seriously, this whole week, not a heart murmur from Henry Kissinger? Not one. Not unkillable. You know what keeps him alive? His love of skateboarding. Yeah, um, that's what keeps him alive. Here's sick one... Ollie after sick Ollie over a trash can. Here's yeah. one of here's oh. one of the best tweets I saw all weekend. This comes Ooh. from Marissa Barton. It's kind of nuts that Brian Ferentz is still our most egregious example of nepotism <laughs> in a week that Charles became king. <laughs> <laughs> and this, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen, is when we will talk about the fucking Iowa Iowa State game. Brian, waity Katie, let's Ferentz. do it. Classico! Wipe out! Like there, there were there was there were more than there was more than one. There were several moments where I was like, Matt Campbell's going to lose this game again. Matt Campbell's going to drop to I think it would be zero and six against mm. Iowa. He's won two games against Oklahoma. He's won two games against Oklahoma State. Everybody else, sort of in the the middle rung of the Big Twelve, he like punches with consistently and he's going to be 0 and 6 against Iowa in the dumbest and most miserable ways possible like when they got those 20 yards of penalties called against him at the I was like this is how it happens this is this is exactly how it happens but thank thank god Matt Campbell you didn't have to do that again cuz goddamn I, I didn't want to watch uh, overtime that game. Iowa, we know you don't like it when we talk about you like this, but the problem is you keep making it very difficult to talk about this game in other ways. This is, uh, maybe I am misremembering, and I frequently do. It feels like the Iowa anger at Iowa doing this shit is much higher now than it has been. Like in years past, it's, oh, just, yeah. sort of, it's just sort of been like, well, we just play big tough football, and you're just mad because we just we, we take it from you. You're just jealous. You just want to be us. Before yes. there was a mix of that and yes. Um, yes. A secret frustration that they yes. didn't want to admit. Yeah, they're sure. admitting yeah, they it. They're, they're it. openly admitting it now. But, like, but to be fair, things are far worse than ever before. Yeah, Spencer <laughs> Petrus is so un- unfortunate as a quarterback that like so coached by the Ferences. Yeah, that that whatever you. Full cast listener say about Iowa and their offense on the internet, and Iowa fan is saying something worse. Can I go through some Iowa statistics? My oh, only, please. my only statistical research this week, uh, as a person committed to watching um, every hour of Iowa football this season. Yes, this game was um, it, it, better than last week's. Jesus, 
Um, so uh, Iowa scored seven points. We spent a great deal of time last week enjoying the fact that they got to seven points in the stupidest way possible. Uh, this time around, they didn't do that. They got them all at once. That's bad. They lost. Um, Iowa gained 166 yards in week one. <clears throat> Their season average yards per game then went down. <laughs> Played a better team. Played a better team. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa is I on pace. Math. I was on pace to gain 1,896 yards this season. They can't keep up this pace, you might say, but they've literally already played their only FCS opponent. They still have to play Michigan, Ohio State, and a bunch of teams that are probably roughly as good as Iowa State. Um, The point is, Iowa is on pace to gain 1,896 yards this season. Um, Let me give you the entire list of FBS teams that in this millennium have gained fewer than 2,500 yards in a season, according to Sports Reference. The list is Kevin Steele's 2-9 Baylor Bears from the year 2000. That is the list. Uh, Note, Iowa would have to improve in order to gain that many yards this year. Yeah, but Kevin Steele got the Tennessee job for a little bit there, so... (laughs) Iowa is now averaging 2.79 yards per play this season. Here's the list of FBS teams this millennium that have averaged worse than 3.4 yards per play. 2002 Rutgers, which went 1-11. Iowa will need to improve by almost half a yard per play in order to be better than Greg Schiano's worst team ever. You shouldn't, av- you shouldn't average a three and out. You shouldn't. <laughs> That's what that is. That's averaging a three and out. It is. You could, like that that's so bad you could go for it on every fourth down and we're still like ah it's pretty dicey yeah it's not it's it's not even averaging like oh a decision to make three and out it's like yeah i got a punt again <laughs> well well perfect um, um i was 2.79 yards per play is even half a yard worse than 2011 alabama's defense allowed per play so far Iowa has turned south dakota wow. state and iowa state into nick saban's most nick saban team ever okay iowa is passing for 3.86 yards per throw. The only full season number anywhere near that in the last 14 years is 2009 New Mexico State, which threw half a yard per pass better. Last one. Iowa's on pace to score fewer total points than the 1-10 ULM Warhawks of the year 2000 who only played 11 games. This is making uh, me sad. Like, this is making me sad at this point. Um, <laughs> well, Iowa, I feel great. <laughs> so, scoring seven points the hard way at scoring the Iowa touchdown against San Diego State. Or, I'm sorry, South Dakota State. The total, the weather that day. Do you recall the weather? It was about 72, 74 degrees. Perfect. Delightful fall day. All right. Late summer, early fall day for Iowa football. Seven points. Today, in driving rain, the entire game on a wet track, when it was about 55 degrees, and Kirk Ferentz was sitting in a white t-shirt, looking like a wet hen on the sidelines. How many points did they score? That's correct. Seven. Iowa football is so miserable and so inefficient, (coughs) weather doesn't affect them. I call them dependable. Rain or shine, they will score <laughs> seven <laughs> points. I think, again, we just have to remember that this is clear evidence that Brian Ferentz has not had sex yet. He is not strong enough to beat up his dad. <laughs> he will have to have sex in order to become his strongest form 
like Baki the Grappler, and then finally defeat his father in combat, and then take over Iowa and average eight points a game instead of seven. So what do we do when like Iowa explodes for sixty-one points at just a random game this season? Like, oh, Brian finally did it! Brian finally, it. finally found a special someone and whooped his dad's ass. Yeah, his father watching along, going, "Show, show them what Hanma men are made of. Do it." Even even the 2012 <clears throat> Hawkeyes, which went 4-8 and eight and did not have a very pleasant season. And that included a 6-9 loss to Iowa State in Week 2. Even they averaged 19 points a game. Ooh, that's so many points. Like, Slow down. This, this, this cannot... That wow. I, I feel like that Breaking Bad gift, the like he can't keep getting away with this, but like he really can't keep getting away with this. What, he can't keep getting $6 million a year for this? Like, at yeah. some point, at some point, it has, uh, I don't no, know. No, it doesn't. But no, like Northwestern doesn't. kept the same OC for like 15 years, and that was a dude who was like, I don't know, does 78 yards sound good? Would that don't be enough for you? How about a cup of soup to go with it? For the live progress, okay? The entire idea of history for some people is not to improve. It is simply to replicate the same shitty thing forever. Okay? That's it. It's to keep getting paid. If they put up too many points, um, Ferentz has to go take the Bears job or something. Nobody wants to do that shit. Let's start doing that. Let's just go. I hear people in the NFL are sniffing around Kirk Ferentz. Really That's happened. Folks. That's, that happens yeah. every few years. Yeah, the Chiefs no, before they, no, they, they like allegedly no, they're like should should we hire Andy Reid or Kirk Ferentz? People had to sit and ponder that. Like that's an actual difficult choice or something. Let me put it this way: that man has won anywhere from seven to nine to ten games for they the were, better part. They made the Big Ten championship last year. For the yeah, but the, of, a West team for has the better to. Part of 20 years, <laughs> for the better part of 20 years by spending $5 on a quarterback. If, oh, listen, if, if, if the Big Ten West champion is not Wisconsin, I view it as they had to send someone. That, that, we, have a, we have a sign of life from Stephen Godfrey. Georgia Southern learned the forward pass last month, and they've scored more touchdowns in two weeks than Iowa has this decade. God. That, I don't know if that's mathematically true, but it feels emotionally true. It's basically oh, true. Oh shit, that might be mathematically true. Yeah. Can can I um can I can I share with you some some very confusing things that happened in the Washington State Wisconsin game? Oh, wonderful. I wish you would. I didn't see a second of this game, so please do. <clears throat> yeah, I I honestly yeah, I, I was uh I I happened to look up right at the final score like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" So Yeah. This was by the way when you received the first incidents of a very large uh, traumatic incident via Twitter without knowing what's going on. That's exactly what this game felt like, right? Like, hey, I heard I heard Spider Man fighting Doctor <clears throat> Doom downtown, right? Oh my god, the building fell over. That was every tweet I saw about this game. Okay, so Wazoo won this game seventeen fourteen despite having ten first downs and two hundred and fifty three <laughs> yards of offense to Wisconsin's four hundred yards of offense. Sure. But it had a par- here's here's a partial explanation why. In the third quarter, because Wazoo shut Wisconsin out for the entire second half. And the, these are a couple of ways in which that happened. First, in the third quarter, 
Wazoo threw a terrible pick, like passed directly to a defensive back. But they forced a fumble during the return, got the ball back, and turned that, like, extended drive into a touchdown that was scored by a running back transfer who used to play at Wisconsin, which is the meanest thing you can do. Then in the fourth quarter, Graham Mertz threw a red zone pick to a defensive lineman. He fumbled the ball back to Wisconsin. Two plays later, Graham Mertz completed a 24-yard pass all the way to the Wazoo 12, but then Wazoo forced a fumble and got it back and burned the last five minutes of clock. At, like, it's it's it feels very rare and special to see the double turnover the I throw a pick, you fumble it right back to me, and that means I get a first down no matter like where the ball was before or what happened. It feels very special to have that happen twice in one game. Um, and to have it happen against Wisconsin is just like, yeah, I don't know. This, 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 felt, this felt haunted? I think, I think Wisconsin's I think, haunted? Yeah, I think Graham Mertz is a Mr. Toad of a quarterback. I don't know where the machine is going, but it's going to be a wild ride, no matter what the numbers say. You know this is an especially weird game because both teams have three turnovers. Yes. Normally when you see a game like this, you go, oh, 400 yards and you scored 14 points. Oh, you must have a whole bushel of turnovers there. Nope. Three and three, buddy. It, three and three. I know, I know like Mike Leach hasn't coached there in a long time. And I know programs change. It still feels incredibly weird to see Wazoo win a game against a Power 5 opponent on the road with 17 points. Uh-huh. I... Yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong. You could go ahead and say it. This is a wrong and unnatural game. Washington State was involved, right? And we all joke like, ha-ha, these two teams are going to get along. This is uh, two, two, two hard-drinking, hard-partying teams. It'll be... <laughs> It'll be a good time. I don't think anybody, it sounds like anybody had a good time. No. It's, it I seems don't like a that's... very bad time for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. Legislation needs to be passed so that these two teams do not play anymore because this should not happen. Whereas what I'm watching right now live, by the way, just by, by way of update because this is a live program, uh, the game I'm watching right now in the, in the su- second quarter between Mississippi State and the Arizona Wildcats at 15 to 10, already having featured some of the most batshit plays I have already seen all season, these two teams should play every year, and they should not start before 11 p.m. Eastern. God, these two teams? Yes, these two teams. That Mississippi is... State and Arizona. Ugh. Okay, what starts as curiosity becomes tradition, Jason Kirk. This is a rivalry. We need to preserve it. This needs to be out-of-state, out-of-conference rivalry every single year. I think the Mississippi State of every conference – of the P5s, those five teams, those five Mississippi states should play. And this is, I think, the first leg of that tour, Mississippi State, Arizona. <laughs> they should play the most deranged conference schedule ever between every Mississippi state of every conference. Uh, live update here from the motherfucking lock-in where uh, the youth group kids of Baylor have just scored to pull ahead of BYU. It is after midnight. It is officially a lock-in. 13 to 10, low scoring. It's a chase game, appropriately enough. Oregon, Oregon State, by the way, 14. Fresno State, 13. Out in beautiful Fresno. So, Holly, Tennessee's undefeated. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Did I, tell you where my, did I tell you where my father is this week? The listeners don't know if you want to divulge that. My dad chose to carry 
my mother's purse on a three-week, I forget if it's an architectural tour or like a landscape tour of southern France rather than be in the country for this Tennessee-Pittsburgh game. Yeah, so then Tennessee beats Akron. So uh, after that, it's Tennessee-Florida. Where are they going to go for that one? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's the week I have to pick him up from the airport. He might just stay there. If you get past him, there's a trip to LSU, and then it's Bama. That's that's uh, a lot of travel. Stop stop that. You're supposed gotta, to be the nice one. Got to send the folks on a cruise or something. Ooh, how do we, how do we, how do we, like, start the Tinder of – Oh, I don't know. Bama looked a little bit weak in Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee's really showing up. <laughs> How do we do that I'll quietly? Tell you what. I don't I don't want it to burn too hot too fast. I just want to let it simmer. If today's Tennessee played mm-hmm. today's Bama, I don't know. I mean, Bama against orange teams with T-E at the beginning of their name. Bama against UTs. I don't I, might might be the kryptonite. I think I think if you I think if you just you just this have to is cyberbullying, and that's only funny when I do it. You just have to change. Uh, <laughs> Bama has to be coached by Pat Narduzzi, and then uh, then I'll I'll buy that Tennessee is going. <laughs> We're gonna commit to the run game. Pat Narduzzi did my favorite my favorite coach thing, which Pitt drives to score the game tying touchdown on fourth and goal. It's like a really really impressive catch. Like, they've got to be feeling great. There's still, like, a minute 30-ish left on the clock. The defense comes out. Tennessee goes three and out. There's, like, Pitt, because Pat Narduzzi just hates timeouts and called, like, the most petulant challenge you've ever seen (laughs) earlier in this game. They only have one left. Just a a lashing out challenge. Yes. He's a very emotional man. um, He's... They're so dramatic. But they, 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 have, they have one timeout left. Tennessee gets stopped on third down with like a minute to go. And and the dudes is just like, no, let's play for over. No, absolutely. Let's play. For, and it's like, I let's hate when put my do intentionally this. scaled down offense minus Keaton Slovis in a situation where we're relying upon them to score. Let's do more football. It's like, I mean, uh, I can I tell you how much I appreciate having a backup quarterback for Pitt named Patty with an I. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. This is not a diss. I Love that he played beautifully. Oh, I would like to share my favorite. Not beautifully name. enough. But my beautifully. favorite name of the day, Eastern Washington's quarterback, is named Gunner Talkington. Oh hell yes! Does that mean we're <laughs> done talking about my It uh... does because it does. No, it does because I hate it. If you've Shit. gotten this far in the podcast and y'all wanted to hear something, okay? Because y'all be talking about all these other teams, okay? Hey, I'll, uh, I'll put it down. I'll put it down no. for a second. What? You ain't paid no respect. Done to a team that's just done nothing but put its foot straight in the ass of all the asses that done got on the ass whooping line, <laughs> all of them. Okay, you done you done put butts on the rack. Quit and trying all to, to gin up another wampum moment for yourself for your fucking SEC <laughs> going, show. Going, going, to, going into business and for yourself, putting <laughs> yourself putting yourself <laughs> over. Wanted to go ahead and say. That they didn't see any reason they couldn't rank this team number one was one Ryan Nanny. That's right. Coastal elite on the Cumberland River. Ryan Nanny. Okay. He said he couldn't see any reason why he should go ahead and rank this team number one. So if you made it this far, guess what? It's 1235 and Arkansas done womp some ass. 
If I wanted to hear this much talk in that voice, I would watch Thinking Out Loud Mondays at 7 on the SEC <laughs> Network, but I fucking don't. You can walk there, too. You show up wherever. Arkansas is going to walk. That's right. Got a running back named Rocket. You see him coming, but it doesn't matter, okay? They got K.J. Jefferson. Just a beautiful juggernaut of a man. Womping here, womping there. 44-30 over the South Carolina Gamecocks. I saw a straight tweet today in which someone said that uh, British actors, the American accent they can do easiest is Southern. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, first of all, that's a fucking lie. You're all terrible at it. Um, but note that. what Spencer just did there. He said, doesn't. All right? Uh-huh. If you don't hit him with doesn't, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you, gotta, you, right. you, ain't, doing, you ain't doing it right if you, if you don't drop a fucking doesn't on him. That's right. When we conjugate that verb, <laughs> I doesn't, you doesn't, we doesn't. <laughs> No so trope, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> New subs, Ari, they. Yeah. Vos doesn't. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, that's, yeah. If you, like, like Arkansas just does nothing but beat ass. How does Arkansas do. not have, like, a lineman named Ustedes? How is that? <laughs> okay, hey, I got a word problem speaking, which, first of all, I love what Sorry, Arkansas Sorry, it's is. us teddies. U.S. titties. Your last name was somehow La Biblioteca, okay? I'm naming my first son Donde Esta, okay? <sighs> Doug, you can just kick him off any second. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's absolutely what I would name my child. I have we to. We know. Yeah. <sighs> I got a word problem for y'all, please, uh, involving the Arkansas South Carolina game. A, a broadcast mystery. And I loved watching Arkansas today. They uh, they were playing 90s Whitney, and the student section was singing along. I don't think there's any stronger magic. I think the score bears that out. But at one point, with the score 14-3 to Arkansas, there were clearly audible overrated chants coming from somewhere in this stadium. Arkansas is ranked 16th and was leading South Carolina, a team which is not ranked at all. This was at like the start of the second quarter. If you want to run your DVRs back, where in the fuck were those coming from? And who were they directed at? This feels like one of those train leaves Boston, train leaves Chicago things. I'm going to guess that these were directed at everyone who voted for any mascot name besides Cock Commander. Um. Is it poss- yeah. is it possible that they were that it was coming from everyone and it was showing a Bama Texas score at that point in the stadium? That is the only reasonable explanation I've heard so far. Okay. Cuz it wasn't that early slate. That feel that feels like that feels like a moment to come together. Okay. It really threw me. I mean the overrated chan is illogical to begin with, but you know. I wonder if it was about a score that had been shown in the stadium at that time. Like maybe the Bama score had just been shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. One uh, one little side note uh, here uh, from a conference that we love, traditional Big Ten power USC. I know we talk a lot of shit about the Big Ten, but goddamn. Goddamn. USC had a, had a damn half against Stanford. They, they scored 35 points. In the first half against them, and they looked—they looked vicious. They looked absolute. Their receivers, especially Jordan Addison, who of course came from Pitt, 
of all places. I do love that USC is not people are like USC is back. I'm like they had to go to from where? For, yeah, from where? Where have they been? But yeah, they study abroad. Really good. That's right. <laughs> Quick, by the way, what are the top three most like absolutely fraudulent bullshit study abroad places that are not in North America that you can go to? Like when somebody was like, "Hey, man, I did study abroad," and they're like, "Oh, where'd you go?" Anything and in you England? Heard it. Anything Nova England? Scotia. I'm eliminating North America. Okay, you got to at least cross oh. an ocean. Okay, or you've got to leave the anything in England because it's like they don't. You didn't have to learn a new language, and the food's terrible. Like you, you just wanted to drink more easily. We know everything they know. That's right. a that's really counterpoint. That's a really good reason to go on study abroad. Yeah, that's just go to Florida. Sometimes bullshit is good. So <laughs> sometimes like, Ohio. Just yeah. go to a dueling pianos bar in Florida if you want to drink more easily. I studied abroad in Paris, where they could bring everything to your apartment. I really learned a lot about myself ordering food and having my laundry <laughs> delivered to me. It taught me a lot. I studied abroad in Memphis. <laughs> That's not bullshit, though. You can learn a lot. I'm like, an Egyptologist, somebody... <laughs> so it made sense. <laughs> yeah, like my most bullshit one was always like, I went to Spain. Like, do you speak Spanish? No. Everyone I know who went to study abroad in Spain, they're like, what did you study? You're like, ham. I speak ham. Anoche ham. What'd you. It was crazy, bro. They'll let you drink. That was it. Everybody I know who went to study in Spain, like, what did you learn? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Stud- the study and study abroad is like, it's almost sort of like, you know, a joke. Yeah, I did a lot of research work on my study abroad, and I feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah, you fucked up. You did. Yep. I mean, mm, I mean, it was a party school, but I did way too much work. Don't work. That's not what study abroad is for. <sighs> It has not gone well, but, like, I believe that Scott Frost has done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And why? <laughs> to what end? Shouldn't have. You shouldn't have done all that work. Never try. I mean, if he had wor- if, if he had worked less, they would Maybe lose by, like, they would lose by, like, six instead of three. They would lose by eight instead of seven. Right. But he'd, like, get more free time. He'd get to go on more walks. He'd get more sleep. He could, um. Well, he's about to have a lot of free time. for the end of days. Sure. Sure. He could do all of those things. He could also uh he could also get absolutely shit house by Clay Helton. Clay Helton. That's the best part. <laughs> Pick the form of the destroyer. Name the way you want to go, okay? Clay Helton. Clay Helton did one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in a football game in this game. And because of this, I know what he looks like. At one point in the fourth quarter, Georgia Southern is driving. They don't end up scoring on this drive. They throw a bad pick. But he's trying to sort of – they're getting ready to go for it on, like, fourth and one. And he wants to, like, let a little bit more clock run out. There's still, like, seven minutes left in the game or something. So he tells the ref, hey, I'm going to call timeout when the clock gets to one, when the play clock gets to one. But for whatever fucking reason, the ref calls it when the play clock's at, like, ten. And Clay Helton lights into this poor fucking referee (laughs) like he's just insulted every person Clay Helton has ever loved. It's so great because, like, at USC, you never really got... Clay Helton is a capital B, capital C ball coach. Yes. 
for like for he's from Gainesville, right? I Pro- think that's program. He, he pronounces it program. He's, he's a program guy, and you never really got to see that side of him at USC, and it came out guns fucking blazing tonight. It was amazing because it was so fun, and and like you're used to seeing coaches yell at refs because they think the ref has interpreted something wrong. But, like, I really want to know what the ref was saying back. Because I hope it was just like, well, I don't fucking care. I, I'll, you said timeout, so I'll call it what I want. I'm not your, I'm not your fucking errand boy. I'm not going to look at the clock. Ooh. If you wanted to call it at one, you call it then. Stupid and ass. to be clear, this is <laughs> an interaction. Listen, every podcast is somebody's first podcast. If you're new to the sport, this is a not uncommon interaction between coaches and referees. Correct. This happens all the time. Correct. This yeah. is not some completely like out of pocket request that he was making of this official. Oh, I just I just remembered one other funny thing today. This is a super far back up. I apologize. Oh no, disorder in the show. The best thing, one of not the best thing. The uh let's call it the eighth best thing about App State being beating A&M when A&M was ranked super high is that they have to talk about Michigan. They just have to. And it's like, Michigan, seven, Michigan you know, won the Big Ten last year. Went to the playoff. And it's like, nope, sorry. Got to say it. There it is. There's the graphic. Oh, shit. You're associated with Texas A&M now. This, this, is the first, this is the first time someone's pooped their pants in the Vatican since Michigan did it back in 2007. <laughs> they might have. We they were, don't talk about they were, they were there like a year ago. It was so, so like. It was so long ago. Why do people keep talking? I don't know. You put your pants in the Vatican. We got so talk I think about it. I think App State's thing is they're beating all the Power Five War Dad schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like Virginia Tech. I mean, we already we you, you lose to worse teams than App State already, in but all you're of next. Biggest stadiums <laughs> in the biggest stadiums we have. Yeah, big buildings. One of only. them is called Big House. <laughs> we didn't name it that. Big ass buildings only for App State. We would have named it that because it's very descriptive, but. Come, like, help us help you. Who's on App State schedule? Let's have some fun. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Who's Open about to up. die? Open it up. <laughs> Who fucked up bad? <laughs> Who was it? Did you guys see Tory Smith today beseeching oh my people God. on Twitter to stop adding App State to their schedule? 2023 App State at Mac Brown's North Carolina Tar Heels. Hey, wait, Gene Chizik at that point. Go Sorry. home. Thank you. Gene, uh, at, get out of there. At Clemson, 2024. <laughs> 2025, NC State and South Carolina. You fucking morons. Jesus Christ, y'all. What is wrong with y'all? When the Carolina schools do it, I understand it more and less. Much less. Oh. But <laughs> Much less. Because, like, you, 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 not only do you know this team, you are probably recruiting quote fingers against this team. You know, you yeah. should, you, uh-huh. you should, you, it shouldn't be a challenge to recruit against to them, them the unless they store. beat you. It's yeah. not like you don't know the recruiting ground. And it's also not like North Carolina is enough of a concentrated recruiting ground to, you know, it's not like going into Ohio, right? Like there, there are talented players in North Carolina, but not, it's not a major, it's not like one of the top five major concentrated areas of football talent in the country. So you're going in for recruits who are already relatively i know they have great players relatively thin on the ground for what you're gaining in return when you stop and think about it north carolina just has way too many fucking football school it's like guys this is just absurd (laughs) this is this is like meeting somebody who has 14 kids now not like back in like 1937 or something yeah where where they expected like three of them to die like you you should have made a different choice we absolutely should have if we'd 
planned these planned this out better, we would have put Wake Forest in like Louisiana. Wisconsin. Louisiana should not have one power power conference team. Ohio should not have you know one team dominating a top five, top six recruiting state. We got to move Duke to Ohio. There should be like one Mississippi school, right? We should have Mecca, Mississippi. There should just no. be like no yes. Mississippi Meth Sharks. Yeah. No one gigantic ball you know, of Mississippi. No, we can call it one Mississippi. Nope. I, God. I, I, I will never get on board with that plan. Yeah, because it'd be too powerful. You fear it. <laughs> yeah. But North Carolina's hoarding football schools, and, like, it's just it's too many. I think it's great, though, because all, all, all of them are, are, at least the powers, are, are calibrated for maximum comedy. Like, mm-hmm. what if NC State was good? Like, if we got rid of Wake and redistributed sure. their players, and it's like, oh, God damn it, NC State's good. Yeah, no one wants we that. We didn't plan for this. I know how App State ends up on people's schedules, by the way. All right? Sometime in the dark of night, at 3 a.m., an athletic director awakes, and Yosef, the mascot, in full mascot regalia, is standing there with a manila envelope in his hand. And, and he drops it the on other. the bed. <laughs> right? And he drops it on the bed, and the AD picks it up, and it's them having sex with their mistress or hitting a car and running away, right? All, or yep. documentation of the time they killed someone on like a dark country road and got away with it. That's what it is. And and normally ADs get that kind of stuff all the time. They're like, I don't care. Everyone knows I'm an animal. <laughs> that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> right? But getting it from somebody as haunting as Yosef, the bearded mascot for Appalachian State, it just hits different. Yeah. I hope no, it's sure. not even evidence. I hope it's just an envelope with a letter inside that just says Yosef knows. Yosef knows. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yosef saw everything. What is that would know? scare the shit out of what you. That Yosef would be the know? scariest thing that ever happened to you. Play us in football if you want to find out what Yosef knows. Yeah. Yosef knows that your defense sucks and will be on the field for 41 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, like A&M going and scheduling app, I'm like, well, that was stupid, but it's not like the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Like, I, I think with A&M, that's more like, you know, scheduling houston or something you know somebody somebody local you should know better but i also yeah i think a&m plays miami next oh dear oh that was I, i'm directing that sentiment towards both schools which the score don't let the scoreboard fool you miami looked like garbage today uh-huh. for large stretches of that game so there's a good garbage on garbage matchup no coming. that just means that just means both of these teams are gonna come out and be like I'm gonna show them some cool. I'm gonna show them some real cool shit. You'll see. I'll show everybody who laughed at me how fucking cool I am on this skateboard. Since when does Jimbo? Hey, since when does Jimbo make emotional decisions? That's not fair. (laughs) It's despicable that you would say that. That we have to sit here and talk about this, Holly. Ryan, Danny, I can't believe you would accuse me of doing a crime. I will say, I don't. After today, I don't believe that Texas A&M is paying players. They bought every player in that class. I hope you kept the receipts. <laughs> Can we, um, just in case, the uh, what the electronic wiring that is holding this show together mm-hmm. f- uh, fails us? Can we make sure we spend a few minutes on Notre Dame? <laughs> losing to Marshall today. I, d- I just don't want to overlook that that happened. I want to, Jason, can I return this back to you? Because you were the, as the spiritual leader of our of our pack in most things, you were also the spiritual leader. Well, 
No, I take it back. This was a schism. This was me and Jason against Ryan and Spencer, right? Ryan and Spencer intended to maintain their hatred of Notre Dame, and Jason and I had decided to relinquish that hatred with the uh, with the departure of Brian Kelly. Jason, I regret to inform you and the court that I found today's Notre Dame loss funny as shit, despite my affection for Marcus Freeman. Oh, sure. I uh, I, I have no, no ill will for Notre Dame. I hate that number eight by their name. You put a number eight by a team's name, and I want them to lose. So now that they uh, no longer have a number by their name. That was cordial of them. I have no problem with Notre Dame now that they're zero and two already this year. It did lead to a very funny moment. Um, Ohio State beat Arkansas State easily today, and in his postgame press conference, Ryan Day was like, "Well, you know, we've already beat a top five team, so I think we've already been tested." (laughs) (laughs) I I think this was before the Notre Dame result was final. Mm -hmm. That is a boy. That that perfectly illustrates the 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 um the problem with using rankings at time of kickoff. A thing I just cannot stand when like media stories do it or like even more common is like an SID doing we've beaten eight top 10 teams this year okay one of them's ranked right now (laughs) so like nothing has ever illustrated it better than that we beat every every team that everyone was absolutely butt wrong about those are those are our pelts (laughs) we we beat the biggest liars yeah is 0-2 Notre Dame gonna stay in the top 25 no oh yeah. surely sure go no. ahead yeah i will. i will bet they'll i will get, bet anything votes. you want that they will not you'll s- you're saying they'll drop all the way from eight to yes n- not ranked poof they are gone yes yeah they'll be they'll be gone somebody will vote for them but they'll be gone <laughs> they will get a vote i will yes. i will put yeah. them as visibly appearing and also receiving votes yeah M- mortimer Claprot of the Terra Oat Tribune, right? We'll be like, I thought they did well. (laughs) Well, I think what you'll see is you'll see a few votes because you see this every single week from people who just didn't notice the score. So like someone... I almost didn't notice the score until there were like four minutes left because... Chad Pennington's a good quarterback. It's an honor to lose to him. There will be a voter who just... Oh, they were playing Marshall. I'm not even going to look. Or they didn't even know who they were playing. Uh Notre Dame will get voted. One reporter will vote Notre Dame. Eight. Everyone else will get rid of them. Can I also celebrate the joy of listening to Jason Garrett being asked to verify if a team was fucking up? That is... That is delightful. That Jason, I didn't let's know Jason, that was Jason Garrett for most of the game. Yeah, the Jack Collinsworth curse. Curse, by the way, Jack it Collinsworth. Is, today was his first game. It's yep. like in a police procedural when you go to a serial killer and like, do you recognize the pattern here? What can you tell me about this football fuck up? You're, go go, to, go, <laughs> go straight to Princeton Lecter. I, don't know, I feel like Hannibal would send this one back to the kitchen. Like if you just by the question I would always ask I I thought a team was just twiddling and wasting its promise I would be like go get Garrett he'll he'll recognize it he'll know yeah the 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 richest team lost yeah. Jason Garrett time. <laughs> that's our Jason man Jason Garrett must return to explain the rich to the poor uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like that um, LSU losing. Last week, Notre Dame losing this week. It's Brian Kelly just <laughs> losing every week. It's all I'm seeing. Do you think Jason Garrett thinks Marshall's a service academy? He's like, ah, Raylan Givens played there once upon a spell. Yeah, but he thinks... Agent Marie! To, no, learn thinks... to, the, to, to lose to the school of our nation's lawmen is no shame at all. 
he thinks Marshall is a service academy for the fast food industry. That's what he thinks. Oh my god, dude. It kind of is. That's what he thinks. I didn't say that's what they are. I'm saying Jason that's what Jason Garrett that. thinks. He's I, a I said grad. it. I said it. I, I went to a commuter school. Who gives a shit? Degrees are yeah. fake. You can reach Jason at Bud Elliott. Randy Moss chose Marshall because they have superior academics to Notre Dame and they're better at football. Listen, George O'Leary agrees that degrees are fake. That's how he got the Notre <laughs> exactly. Dame job. Exactly. Yeah. Degrees are lost. bullshit. And then lost it. I would like to mention one more game before this sunsets and Just we one. completely lose it. Okay. What do you mean before we sunset? Just yes, one? before we sunset. Is it okay. Louisville UCF? No, we had some. I, I wanted to go I over. Put that in, I put that in there, but we don't have to talk about it. No one ever has to talk about that game, ever. I have a tiny game that I want to play, but we can we can save it to the end. I was gonna. I was going to ask while we're piling up the bodies and filing the paperwork tonight. There were some FCS victories. We had some FCS upsets, did we not? Numerous. Four. Four. It was, well, it was four when we started recording. Huh? Yeah, it's four. I thought it, I thought it was two. Good nope. God! <laughs> which two, which two did you know of? Let's see. Holy Cross. Yep. Holy Cross beat Buffalo. Right. Which God? That's that's a tough pull for our friend Maurice Linguist. It's especially tough when your former coach is beating West Virginia. Yep. Aww. Yeah. Again, that is coach Maurice Linguist, and I knew about Weber State over Utah State. Trashed Utah State. Spencer, you are missing the glory of incarnate word. <laughs> In so many ways, yes. Yep. Yep. Which, God bless them because they had to write their full name out on the Chiron for the first time maybe ever. As well as, uh, a, it's a directional. I'm scrolling and scrolling. It's a directional who got in a long thing with a Mac team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, I, and Idaho was given Indiana the oh, for Eastern, a Oh, Eastern Kentucky Zoo. Yes. Eastern Kentucky beat oh, Bowling Green know. in seven overtimes. Yes. Seven overtimes. including God. Bowling Green tried to end it with a, uh, with a hook and ladder to a lineman. The play went very, very badly. If you've ever seen a worker lose a refrigerator off of a pallet as it tipped over, that's exactly <laughs> what it looked like. That paints a picture. Yeah, it looked like a fridge falling off of a pallet. That's how well the play went for them. So congratulations to all the FCS present. Hey, you know who else got their first victory? I see in the comments. We haven't shouted anybody out. Manfair, Virginia Tech grad. Virginia Tech got their first win under Brett Pry tonight. That's right. Trashed them last week. They got their first win. Hell yes. Go Hokies. Congrats to the key play and to all of our many other Virginia Tech brothers and sisters out there i want to talk about texas tech houston for one second okay please do because ryan and i were playing a little game earlier tonight with brian floyd that i would like to now put to jason S. Spencer. <laughs> can you name texas tech's head coach is his last name mcguire mm. oh i'm asking <laughs> can you name texas tech's head coach? oh i we can't couldn't. remember his first name it's probably matt wells it's not. It's not Matt Wells, <laughs> but it could be. Anyway, here's an email. For some reason, I am on Texas Tech's like booster club email list, and I just never sign off because the graphics work are too great. They made a big, huge deal on the broadcast, as they should, about all the investment that's been made into Texas Tech football recently. And that reminded me that I don't think I ever told you guys about this fundraising email I got from Texas Tech back in July. The subject line is Texas Tech announces $200 million investment into football. Here is the 
letter, and I'm going to read it without skipping any parts. On Monday night, Texas Tech Athletics announced a $200 million investment into Red Raider football. As a valued Red Raider fan, we wanted to make sure you saw this historic announcement by clicking the link above. New paragraph. In addition to major gifts for transformational projects like this, we need all Red Raiders to be members of the Red Raider Club. Financial support of the Red Raider Club annual fund provides for all academic and other vital resources for other 400 student athletes throughout the year. I don't think you should pair those two things together. No, it's when fine. you're asking people for money. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Hey, we got $200 million. You want to give us some more? It's fine. Like, yeah. I respect it, but I've never seen it smashed together like that in a single fundraising email. Spencer, you were correct. His name is McGuire. His name is Joey McGuire, because the only two professions in the United States where you can be a grown man named Joey are football coach and boy band member. That's it. Everything else, you're Joe or Joseph or Joe McGuire. Mm-hmm. Jojo. That's much better. If a uh, if a slightly depleted BYU number twenty one beats number nine Baylor in the lock in, that does mm-hmm. count towards the blood week. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 the Vegas had it as like, eh, but fuck it, man. It's it's one a.m. We're counting it. Texas, why couldn't you? Because oh, you're Texas. That's why. Yeah. I'm also gonna I'm also going to state for the record here, by the way, that though it does not count in any way towards any ranking of any consideration of anything resembling quality, but. Mississippi State and Arizona playing to a weird score. That's just icing on this cake. This is great. Are they done? Oh, no. We're no. only at halftime. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I just put that game on for funsies, like, right as we started to record, and, like, 12 weird things happened the second I turned it on. And, yes, by the way, also in progress, Fresno State 23-21 over Oregon State at the moment. So, uh, the god, Jake Hayner, king of late night, Currently 21 for 30 for 236 yards. He's going to win because he's Jake Hayner and you're not. That's why. You know what I really appreciate about this blood week with mm. a little reflection? The blood. I, fe- I feel like in a lot of blood weeks, it becomes very conference heavy. It's like, oh my God, all these Pac-12 teams lost or oh my God, all these Big 12 teams, whatever. This felt more evenly distributed. Like I think, well, this one was conference heavy. Because the Sun Belt dropped its big old ass <laughs> on everyone else's face. That's right. It's big, big, heavy conference ass. The Sun, the Sun Belt, the rest, like the official. If there was a a conference that to me signified I just ate at a gas station, it would be the Sun Belt <laughs> in every single way. The Sun Belt with its like nineteen mile footprint <laughs> like, Mississippi State should join the Sun Belt they should just be like ah yes! fuck it we're not gonna win the SEC West and we know we aren't so we're gonna go to the Sun Belt completely unironically good, we're gonna have a good time with our high school friends we don't like any of you anyway <laughs> this is my absolute most sincere take <laughs> yes. is shit like that <laughs> yeah 100% I, like, like yeah unironically yes I only want to hang out with my high school friends. Sorry. Yeah, to cut a quick promo, by the way, no Sunbelt team lost today, even if they lost. For example, Arkansas State. Ohio State's like, yeah, we kicked your ass 45-12. Yeah, but you paid for it. Mm -hmm. You paid for it, Arkansas State. Up in cash on the day, y'all. Okay? Southern Miss made money today. Georgia State made money today. Yeah. And normally for Ohio State to pay to beat up on people, they have to go down to the VFW Hall Wiffle Ball Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing nothing but nothing but W's and dollar signs. 
throughout right. the entire Sun Belt scoreboard. Exactly. Miami's like, yeah, we're back. We beat Southern Miss. Okay, first mm. of all, you got Miami to humiliate itself again, which is amazing. Second of all, I saw that score early. You didn't immediately beat Southern Miss. No, no, no you let Southern Miss hang around, and that in itself is a victory for Southern Miss, okay? Additionally, again, making that money. James Madison destroying Norfolk State. Like they right? were John Quincy Adams. That's right. ODU, hey, listen, anytime you can help burnish the reputation of East Carolina University, its most famous representative is Vince McMahon in this troubled time, you know what? That's grace. That's an act of grace. We're, we're counting ODU beating VTech. That is what launched the whole thing. So they, they're in correct. on this too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a big, big 10 alternate Eastern Michigan lost to the power of the <laughs> Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Troy beating up on Alabama A&M. South Alabama beat CMU. Yeah. yeah. Conference yeah. superiority. Take that. That's a, that's a GoDaddy Bowl preview, folks. Sun, the Sun Beast absolutely dominating shit today. Talk about them at your own risk. They will come to your door, and you'll have to pay them for it. They'll be like, listen, I'm going to kick your ass, and you're going to give me a million-dollar check. <laughs> Next week, we got game days at App State. <laughs> the damn Troy game is the game day game. This is incredible, man. Season of the Sun Belt. Iowa, join the Sun Belt. No, no, no. We don't want that. We don't want that shit down here. We don't want that shit down here. Also, it's far. The Sun Belt. They only travel. They travel to games by bicycle. That's how far they're (laughs) apart. All their teams are. (laughs) I was like, we got penny farthings. Pass this test. Eat every item on a Bojangles menu. Conquer this mountain. (laughs) And you may join Iowa. I would be like, oh, it's too spicy. Oh. I just now realized not only did Virginia Tech schedule ODU, Virginia did also. <laughs> Every, everyone in that entire part of the world, everyone in the mid-Atlantic is stupid, is what I'm learning from scheduling. Yeah, that that's right. You know what ODU is? ODU is? They're taking their wealth and making them look common. So they should be kings of Virginia. That's right. One game at a time. And that is a podcast. That's the whole thing. I think we've hit, we've hit the end of the road here. Uh, thank you for joining us for... What uh, was officially proclaimed a blood week. Stop asking us if it's a blood. Hey, follow is this blood week on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going forward, um, the, the, the shorthand is if you have to ask, it's not yet. And that, and, that, and that was legit because it wasn't until Georgia Southern put away Nebraska for Correct. just a little spicing oh, on I top. I thought it was it, Illinois beating UVA, but I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, they were neck and neck. If, yeah. if Bama had not – Bama ruined everything as usual. This would as have been much usual. less of a question if we had a little more action on the top ten. I say this as somebody who's not in charge of it at all. Don't at me about it. Speaking of a little more action, uh, Illinois 2 and one <laughs> All right, now we're definitely done. Now we're definitely done. He's getting the Iowa job. You know it. You fucking know it. Can't wait. It's going to be great. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.